Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king, Espinal, and joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the tank top sage. It's Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. It's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. Hello, Chris. What up, everybody listening? Hell yeah. Also joining us, it is uh, my brother, our co-producer. It is Edgelord. Big news, Brian. What's up, nerds? Hey, 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 we're back. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> we're, we're as back as we could be. Uh, thank you guys for uh, listening in. Sorry we missed out last week. We rarely miss weeks. Uh, this was a bit of an anomaly. My computer's in a shop. So I am functioning out of a temporary workspace right now. Uh, so, but uh, we are back to give you some uh, good old uh, manga reaction content for your listening pleasure. Um, I'm very excited for this week. We are uh, covering a, a bunch of stuff. Very excited. Uh, so let's uh, let's not waste any time with it. Let's uh, get into plugs. You could find me at the Chris Espinel on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole. Where can they find you? at jd cole underscore 37 that's on instagram and at new jump city josh on twitter oh yeah brian you can find me at b.esp on both instagram and twitter and if you ever want to catch me when i'm streaming you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline hey yeah uh you can follow the show itself at new jump city on twitter and instagram uh follow us on those things we also have a tiktok same handle at, at new jump city uh, please do that. Uh, engage with uh, our stuff. <laughs> that would be super sweet uh, if you did that. So do that. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. Uh, and we'll we'll get back to you someday. <laughs> Maybe on an off week with Jump, uh, we'll, we'll do a big old question and answer uh, portion uh, for the show. So uh, send in stuff. Who cares? You know, we'll get to it eventually. Keep sending questions and engaging with us. Uh, if you guys don't want to email us, uh, you can comment under the uh, YouTube stuff that we put out for you guys. Uh, this episode's a little special. We'll probably we we don't have like a super video component uh, for the you know uh, that we usually have. If you're watching for the first time, uh, we usually have all of our uh, all three of our handsome faces on here, uh, gracing you with uh, manga opinions. Uh, but this week we do not, but usually we do. Uh, so uh, comment your thoughts on uh, the video version of the podcast or the little highlight breakouts that we usually make for you guys every week. Uh, we do a really good chapter of the week poll that I didn't do this week because uh, weird uh, circumstances of recording this episode and the last. Uh, so, but we usually put it up uh, every week uh, after Shonen Jump uh, visits Shonen Jump service, drops the chapters uh, Sunday afternoons uh, to maybe Monday mornings if I'm uh, if I'm forgetful. Uh, so please let us know there. Uh, we have, you know, the, the poll is where you get to vote. We ask the audience what their favorite chapter was and we reveal what it was for us. Uh, we reveal what the winner is of that poll uh, during the show that, that precedes it. So you know subscribe for that 
Uh, if you prefer audio podcasts, which would be perfect for this episode in particular, uh, you can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're there, baby. Uh, yes, sir. So, and, you know, leave us a five-star review on any of the service you're listening to. That would be super cool. Um, yeah. Subscribe on YouTube, though, because uh, I'm afraid the uh, algorithm hates us. So uh, <laughs> please assuage my fears by uh, interacting with our videos. Um, and I think that's it. Uh, without further ado, let's uh, get this party started. One Piece. One. One Piece. This is One Piece chapter 1076, old friends. Uh, we. This is last week's chapter. Uh, there was no One Piece this week, so we are just like covering it this week because we didn't get to cover it last week. Um, and this chapter starts off with color pages. It's honestly one of my favorite color spreads from Oda. Um, if I'm going to critique the art a little bit, I just like how creative it is. Um, and it's really nice. Um, but enough with the color page. Um, this chapter starts off with uh, the recently awakened members of the CP0, Kaku and, and Luchi, uh, recently waking up from being knocked the fuck out. And it actually like, starts with a color page. I, I said that. <laughs> I mentioned Yeah, but the, did you describe the details? Well, I said that. Did I you like say it. how Brooke was in the hoodie? Brooke was no. in the hoodie. I didn't describe I the didn't, details. You didn't mention that, bro. And Guys, I think this one that's actually starts with a color page. Do you guys know that? That's what I'm saying, Brian. Like I just went to I just went off a whole thing about the color page and you guys didn't chime in until over that shit. You jumped over this shit like I did not was, jump like over it. it. The first world in Super Mario, man. I did not Swish. jump over it. I said that this is like one of my favorite color pages. And you guys didn't pipe up. You guys are late. You guys jumped over it. I was I, I gave you guys an opening to Honestly, I'm just gonna say it. We have a color page on the first page of this one. I hate you guys. <laughs> first week back and you're already sabotaging me. I don't know why. Um builds character. Hmm. The important people are on the ground. Wait, what? The important people are on the ground staring at a big robot bear. Oh yeah, that's where the chapter starts, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I, you guys are taking me for a loop here. Um, so yeah, basically S bear and S hawk, you know, the, the seraphims of, uh, Kuma and Mihawk have, uh, are, are squaring up against, uh, Luffy, Zoro and, uh, Kaku and Luchi as well. Um, the last, where we left off in the chapter, Kaku and Luchi have, uh, have, uh, proposed to the straw hats that they put their differences aside for the moment and, uh, just, decide to fight a fight on the same side for a second so they survive uh the combined might of the seraphims that they face um zoro is very much like yeah i don't know if we could trust these guys i uh what's to say that they'll play nice after you know we release them from the handcuffs and we take care of the situation what's to say they won't turn on us immediately and kaku's like now that's just not true once we're clear of the present danger danger We'll go. We'll play nice and go back to the handcuffs. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. And Luffy immediately believes him. He's just like, "Whoa, hell yeah, <laughs> sounds good to me." And uh, Zoro just yells at him. He's like, "He's obviously lying. What are you doing?" Um, at that point, that's when uh, the Mihawk Seraphim attacks with this chopping kick. Uh, we see the flying 
uh, slash that uh, seemed familiar to Zoro as he gets a closer look at me, at the uh, Seraphim's leg and it is completely a blade, just like uh, Daz Bones, a.k.a. Mr. One's leg in, um, you know, from the Alabaster Saga and obviously Impel Down. Um, you know, the Seraphim carries the power of the Dice Dice Fruit, which uh, is not ideal for the, I guess, the copy of the world's greatest swordsman. Uh, to have a sword. fun fact for everybody listening, I just relearned who Mr. One was last week. Yeah, yeah, in our lost episode that <laughs> that we half recorded last week, uh, I had to remind Josh who Daz Bones is. Um, but in any case, uh, Kaku it, tries to argue that, like, you know, they can't fight while also saving uh, Luchi and Kaku. Um, and at that point, uh, Shaka asks them, is like, what, the, what brings you here, CP0? And Luchi just straight up is like, the assassination of the seven Vegapunks. Um, which Kaku's like, man, just don't, don't just tell him like that, you know? And uh, obviously Shaka's like, so you plan to kill Stussy as well? I mean, after all, she betrayed you. And uh, Luchi's like, yeah, she's going down too. She will pay the price specifically is what he says um and uh yeah kaku's just pissed because luchi's not making any friends here really um but at that point that's when zoro basically decide uh luffy basically decides to uh release kaku and luchi and uh he's basically like after we stopped all four of them you better not go after my friends and vegapunks just because you can't beat me in a fight you got that Mm -hmm. Uh, which is a pretty gangster timeline. It's called partner, but it should be called gangster time. Very, uh, very sick line from Luffy, to be honest. Um, but Luffy, yeah, he, he he he. These are his best moments. Oh, he's yeah. just it, honest in such a raw way. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't trying to taunt him. He yeah, dead ass. Yeah, he's just saying, you know, the fucking Tom and Jerry beating I gave you not too long ago, right? So, you know. Yeah, this 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 Tasmanian Looney Tune ass beating you got. <laughs> yeah, last week. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like Luchi was was out of his league. <laughs> I love that Luffy knows that. He's like that nigga was an acne prop when he was finished with him. <laughs> for real. Um, there's like a really cool. I I don't know if we talked about this on the pod before, but there's like a really cool fan animation uh, of Luchi versus Luffy in the Gear Five form and like. Just the way that like Luffy beats him up, and that is like that's gonna be really cool animated by Toei and shit. Um, but uh, side sidebar aside, um, the Kuma Seraphim didn't doesn't hesitate. It immediately fires off an Ursa shock, uh, to which Luffy, you know, he they all dodge it, uh, you know, with the chains off. Yeah, Ursa shock. Um. They they release Luchi and Kaku from their cuffs and they all dodge uh, the Ursa shock. Luffy goes gear four, and uh, he and Luchi let off a simultaneous attack on uh, on S Bear. And meanwhile, Kaku and, and Zoro go off on uh, Mihawk Seraphim, and uh, that's kind of where we leave their battle for now. Uh, we cut Pain and coolness, bro, just straight up. Yeah, super cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very. Fucking cute. Remember, remember a few weeks ago, I was talking about how like this 
this team up would 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 feel like as a kid. Man, let me mm-hmm. tell you this: is I felt I, I felt I felt fourteen reading this, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it was a cool yeah. moment. I would never have seen it when I was young. Man, my head would have exploded. <laughs> yeah. Um, we cut over to deeper inside the lab where we see these weird like vats or pods. I don't know what to really call them, but they're in uh inside of these like uh little containers. We see uh various uh members of the CP five, seven, and eight. Uh, and it turns out that they've been stuck there for a really long time. Uh, somebody, uh, after like, well, at least two months, uh, cause one of them talks about how, uh, two months ago they came to investigate Egghead and, uh, as they were leaving Egghead, they were, uh, abducted by the sea beasts and were brought over to this room. Uh, and they haven't eaten since then. It seems <laughs> like they just sitting there starving. And uh, they look over to uh, Vegapunk, who's also trapped in here. Uh, and yeah, he has no knowledge of this. Uh, so whoever abducted them also abducted Vegapunk. So I don't know who that might be. <laughs> it's, it just might be somebody who's been somehow sneaking around on Vegapunk's island for months without his knowledge. Um but Vegapunk takes it as a sign is like, oh, so, you know, now that makes sense how the government knows that we've been researching the Poneglyphs from here. Uh, and that's why, you know, the current situation is going off as they as it is. Why CP0 was sent over and all that stuff. Uh, we then cut away from all the action, as we have been doing for the last couple chapters. We've been cutting away between... Uh, the goings-on on Egghead and what's going on in the wider world of One Piece. And uh, we cut over to a an island in the New World. Uh, there's this bar where we seem a little... We were shown a little bit of a recreated scene, uh, you know, that we should all feel familiar with. There's a little boy at a bar uh, complaining about how he wants to go on a ship with a pirate that is visiting them. Um, and, you know... It's very reminiscent of Luffy and Makano back in like way back in chapter one. Uh, Shanks is in fact here. Uh, that's the other pirate that he's talking to. And uh, one of the uh, crew members from Shanks's crew, uh, I think this is Rockstar. Um, he was younger back in the day, but two years have passed. And I guess he's like a higher up in Shanks's crew now. Um, he pulls up and uh, he reports to to shanks that uh somebody really attacked them and uh there is a bit of a squabble between an invading force and the younger members of shanks's crew um and that's when shanks gets up from his table he like basically downs his giant sake cup and uh his basically like can't tell if the timing's the best or the worst just when we were about to set sail too and uh he mentions like he's been caught up talking to people that he thought we're dead, but, you know, they turned mm. out are okay. Uh, so, yeah, the other it's members, yeah, we, I think we know who they are because uh, we get revealed to them soon. So Shanks goes, oh. Shanks goes off to meet uh, the, the, their invaders, uh, so to speak. And um, he talks about how he doesn't really want this battle to spread inland into 
uh, Elbeth and unnecessarily hurt people. So he asks uh, a couple of giants that we see in the background, familiar friends of ours, uh, Dory and Broggy from all the way back in Little Garden, have made it back to Elbaf as it is revealed that we are in fact on Elbaf. And uh, not only are Dory and Broggy there, but uh, the two giants from uh, this, the Ennis Lobby arc have made their way back onto Elbath as well. And uh, they're all just going to go pull up to whoever's there as uh, Shanks tells Rockstar to deliver a message. Uh, and the message is, uh, do you want to fight me here and now or leave your road poneglyph and flee? Make your choice. Uh, and obviously, next page, we see that the invading force that we've been talking about is Kid, as we already know that he's been descending upon Elbath um, for for a couple weeks now. Um, and they're all just finding out that this is Red Hair's crew that they're talking about. And, uh, you know, uh, at that point, Kid starts to have some PTSD aches from the last time he oh. fought his crew. Um, his metal arm throbs. Yeah, he's like, fuck. And uh, Killer explains that he never really even fought Shanks himself. Uh, and even still, he, they got beaten up by one of like Shanks's, I guess, subordinate crews on his on his fleet. And whoever they fought took their arm. So uh, pretty crazy that not even it wasn't really even Shanks that took Kid's arm, it seems. Um and uh, Kid explains, it's like, hey, if we go up against them again, uh, they won't stop at an arm. They'll take your life. And uh, Eustace lets out a laugh, and he says, maybe so, but only if I lose. And uh, that's where this chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think about One Piece chapter 1076? Well, last week, both you and I gave uh, One Piece to our GC for that week. Yes. This is a different week. Yes. And I won't count this chapter towards the week. Yes, we can. So. It's unfair. But it was for last week. It was both. Yes, I feel like that needs to be said. So um quickly, 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 quickly. Did he think did he think that the giants were dead? Yeah. Is that who he's talking yes. about? Because the giants, the giants that were on Gosrosa? No, Little Garden. Dorian Bragi, you know, when they were trapped on there and they were fighting for like a hundred years. Yeah. Everybody from Elbath, I think, thought they were dead. But they've been just stuck on that island for a hundred years because they couldn't settle the fight. <laughs> um, wow. When did they get... Uh, I wonder when they got to Elbath. I yeah. wonder how they got there. Did they just walk? Yeah, Not because... Well, last we saw, because I'm kind of like... Uh, I. This is uh, within my memory banks of One Piece. Uh, last we saw them, they were still on Little Garden, um, still fighting. So somewhere between like the time, oh, well, somewhere between like maybe, um, you know, Punk Hazard or, or, you know, beyond and now, uh, they were brought back to Elbath. Um, so maybe we'll get into the circumstances of how they returned at some point. But yeah, they were not on Elbaf for like a hundred years. Yeah, that's a large amount of time. Mm -hmm. I was curious about that. So, um, as far as the uh, CP five, seven, and eight members being trapped, along with um, Doctor Vega Punk, at first I thought, you know, potentially, like, was was he in this chamber the whole time? But no, I think he already got hurt. 
this is him hurt from the altercation with uh, Bonnie, and he got nabbed at some point. I guess while she was inside of her father's palm magic. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, maybe that's when he got stolen. It's obviously one of the Stellas. And which Stella it is, I'm sure, like, Oda's going to throw a curveball at us. I'm sure, like, it's not going to be something where we was able to see the signs. It's just going to be one of the one of these left characters. At first, I thought it was going to be uh, the guy with the helmet. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Shaka. Do you remember? Shaka. Um, which Shaka. Stella yeah, at first I thought it was Shaka because obviously he's the one calling the shots, but you know, who knows? Maybe it's the sleepy girl. Maybe it's the robot that got blown up. You never know. Yeah, I don't know um, what the... I guess I don't know what the Stellars are capable of. It could be them, but we've seen them together the whole time, basically. Or at least... It's absolutely like not shots. the first girl that they ran into. Lilith? Yeah, it's not... No. Yes, it's not Lilith, the one it's not the the big robot girl. And it's not um I don't think it's the one with all the uh fishes. No, maybe it is her. Maybe yeah. maybe it is the one okay. I'm talking about the Stella that they ran into in the very beginning. Yeah, that's with Lilith. With all the sea monsters. Okay. What was her name? Lilith. Oh, okay. I thought Lilith was the was the robot girl. That's no, that one's Atlas. Yeah, she's like violence, right, or something mm-hmm. like that. Okay, well, yeah, her her name literally is evil, and she's been the one. She's the one that's been like shipwrecking these guys, and she has to know where they've been going. So I I guess it's the obvious answer would be her. My second answer would be Shaka, and Shaka. my third answer would be Little Robot Man. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't even begin to tell. I think my list is pretty solid. I think your list is pretty solid too. Um, Brian, what did you think about this chapter? Oh, did you have some rebuttals, no. Chris? No, I was about to ask Brian what he thought. <laughs> oh. Um, I thought this chapter was actually really fucking fun. Um, it wasn't my RGC last week, um, but it was really, really, really fucking close. Um, I really love seeing um, the CP0. I, I love seeing the, the tag team between Zoro and Luffy and Luchi and Kaku. That was pretty fucking sick. And um, I think this is this was the real um, Shanks appearance in the in the series. Like I talked about the fact that um, that fucking Shanks showed up last time, like his previous appearance was felt a little uh, hollow. It felt like it wasn't really him showing up because that's what, what Oda wanted. It felt more like promotion for One Piece film Red. Mm-hmm. So it didn't. It, it never really sat right with me. But now this this is the moment where we get to see Shanks be an actual fucking uh, an actually introduced person. You know, like this felt like Oda's actual moment to bring him in mm-hmm. and it was it was really nice uh it's really cool to see um kid also getting a lot of respect from shanks having him actually show up with reinforcements and shit it's it's gonna be interesting 
Um, I can't imagine that he would win, but hey, maybe they might have like a stalemate or some shit. I feel like um, we made it a case to underestimate Kid, but I feel like he's a lot stronger than uh, we give him credit for. I feel like his he has a lot of potential to do some real fucking damage in this world, and this could be his uh, his moment to kind of show that. So, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, I, I would like to rebuttal Brian. Go for it. Yes, yes. I am not underestimating kid. <laughs> I think he is mid, mid, and I think he's mid. And summoning a big magnet is really cool. If you're a dweeb, you know. Wow, he's like that. That wow. magnet sent. Fucking big mom into hell, bro. <laughs> he called yeah, bro. he called Magneto a, a dweeb. That's what Josh said. You heard it here Magneto, first. Magneto. No, he doesn't swing big magnets no. around. He's he, neither does kid. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. This is literally what he did. He's he doesn't swing big magnets. He's he summoned a large magnet. No, he didn't. He is the magnet. Was 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 the magnet just metaphor? Yeah, the kid is the magnet. You know, kid is the magnet. He doesn't summon any swaps. A, they showed it. No, what they he does is that he applies a north and south pole of magnetism to certain things, but he also magnetizes things to himself. There's no like physical magnet to him. Like he Not is cool. the magnet. Lame. That's why. What? Yeah, that's why his awakening is assigning other people the. Yeah, that his magnetic. awakening is that he can make other people magnetic. That's trash. That's part of it. I mean, I don't know. We don't know the extent of his awakening. First of all, you're hating for no reason. All right, you gotta chill. <laughs> he says. He said he's trash. There's no more potential. He said he summons a giant magnet. <laughs> yeah, that's very much not what he does. I mean, it's, it's pretty close. No, it's not. He doesn't summon a magnet. He is the magnet. He's Magneto. Though I do feel like Kid's uh, Devil Fruit would do some major damage overseas. Dude, how long has it been since we've had an overseas fight? I hope that Kid uh, that they law? fight over waters. Law versus Blackbeard. That was on land, though. They ended not up really. They land. were no. They were using the sub to attack uh, Blackbeard ships. They were in the sky. No, they're sky not. Sky battle. I'm pretty sure what? this dude fucking Hesus threw a fucking mountain at them. No, there are land. The land mass and threw it. That's different. They weren't on land. They were on. They were in the air. No, they were no. They were on land, and I remember this because they were making a point out of like. Law using his submarine as a support mm. to like sink all of the Blackbeard fleet ships that are around. They were like doing an underwater battle. Like I think they were off the coast of something, but they weren't like yeah. in air. I and just remember Blackbeard flying in. Yeah, he flew in on a on. And Law went to go meet him in the sky, and and they got it popping. Yeah, that probably happened. Did I did I say anything false there? No, I don't. I don't think you're. Right? I don't, I don't think, think. No, I he did. definitely flew in on stronger and uh, Doc Q. So Brian not... would bet on me. Yeah, <laughs> Brian would bet on you. Um, 
So I, yeah, I don't have a, I look, here's the thing. I, I also don't think it's hard to argue that kid would win this battle at all in any way, shape or form. Uh, I think like I would uh, say that, you know, kid could probably give Shanks a fight, but then I saw that, you know, he's also bringing like four giants with him. So that's tough. <laughs> you know, that had me thinking actually. Maybe what Shanks' power is all about, it's not about him being such a fearsome fighter, although his Conqueror's hockey is still legit. I don't think it's about him being a fighter so much that he just has probably the most powerful crew. Because even... I would say well, that's entirely possible. Even, Big Mom and, and Kaido, like, they be, they have huge crews too. But, you know... Shanks is supposed to at least rival theirs, if not be like not be superior, since neither has came up on the territory, and Shanks doesn't seem like the type that wants to pull up on other emperors' territories and take them. If you you know, I think Shanks is probably well, not probably, but definitely the strongest crew without Devil Fruits. That's a hundred percent. Nobody has a fruit. Well, we don't know that. I don't think so. I I I don't think anybody has Devil Fruits. Well, we we haven't seen anybody somewhat fight extensively. Um, people, people, Usopp's dad doesn't have a fruit. I'm gonna be <laughs> irate. I feel Pe- like it would be a good like a good like um, opposite to Blackbeard. You know, Blackbeard's crew is full of Devil Fruit users and like mainly mm-hmm. focused on Devil Fruit users. I would think that and- I agree with you, Brian. I think like maybe there's probably a a, a parallel drawn that. Shanks knows something about Devil Fruits that people don't, and that's why he's... That's my immediate theory, thinking about this kind of thing, is that if there's nobody on Red Hair, on, like, the Shanks crew that doesn't have a Devil Fruit, it's intentional. Imagine it's... You gotta swim to get to the One Piece. <laughs> Ooh. Sorry, fire. folks. My entire crew. <laughs> the entire crew pulling up. <laughs> All of us. I, I think like just because of the uh the the amount of people that's probably on Shanks' crew, you know, if he has an entire fleet, I would I would find it kind of unlikely that nobody has a devil fruit. Would it be absurd of me to say that Jim Bay and Zoro would be able to Zolo would be able to uh solo Zolo? red uh yeah, I said it. Um solo red, you know, uh Shanks crew. Like You're on I, I think crazy so. crack. <laughs> Why does it gotta be cracked, though, Brian? Why does that have to be cracked? Be Why do I have to go there? Is it because I'm black, bro? No, it's gotta be like that because you gotta be on some crazy wild crack to think that Zoro can solo shake. Not true. I could just be high off life and a big fan of of Zoro and Jimbei. I say I said Jimbei too, bro. You Can't did say him. both Jimbei and Zoro. I did say I both of them. I don't think so. That didn't change. It didn't change anything for you. No, I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> it did, I, I, I don't know. What if, if I threw Nami in there? Oh well, that then. makes it worse. I think. Uh, yeah. She has a weather stick. Right. She has a weather stick. She does have a weather stick. Um, it's theorized that Lucky Rue has one. Uh, the big guy. That's so. That's always a hard. weather stick. No, he no, just a, used shave. A, a power. Oh, he just used oh. shave. He didn't. He doesn't have. A we don't know that exactly. He just used shave, bro. Come on, we all know he just used shave. Who the fuck is Lucky Rue? 
the big guy. The big guy. With the he's always eating. Yeah. Oda has said, I think Oda has mentioned that Lucky Roo is the fastest character in One Piece. Oh. So whether that comes Faster from... Faster than Kizaru? Supposedly. I don't know. I don't know if that's been updated since, but... Faster than The Flash? Uh, yeah, I got. I remember reading it in um, one of Oda's SBSs. You know, like the little question and answer things he does in his volumes. Where he talks about how Lucky Roo is probably like the, str- the fastest character in One Piece. But who knows? Honestly, I don't know if they're really going to show this fight. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they they took care of this matter off screen entirely because I imagine the Straw Hats are going to make their way to Elbaf after Egghead. So, uh, I'd imagine that too. So I mean, they showed a little bit of the Blackbeard fight. It would be nice if they showed a little bit of the kid fight. You know, next year, bro. Hey, I would love to see all these fights happen. I doubt they, I think just because the nature of, you know, what we're, you know, just building stuff up and, you know, how Oda likes to do things, he, he leaves plot lines going and, you know, uh, continuing without us being cognizant of what's happening and, you know, we'll find out about it later, but I mean, it would be awesome. I would love to see Yasop do stuff. I would like to see what the, what the red hair pirates are all about, but I doubt we'll see it right now. Um, I never thought Kid's crew would be basically reduced to um, Pool Man's fodder for for uh, for Shank. You know what I'm saying? What'd you like, say? Fool? I, I I think he's decidedly mid, but I didn't think he deserved that fate. <laughs> this is like Black Clover. I yeah yeah. Hey. I mean, who knows how this will shake out? If anything... He's one of the coolest fodders ever, though. He is a cool fodder. I would say that. But fodder nonetheless. And and hey, Chris, listen. I don't know if there's... If I could bet in, ba- bet in Vegas for this. But I, I put a lot of money on, on that. No, I mean, you know, that would be a smart bet. Kid's gonna be used. Or... There's another possibility that Kid could join the Red Hair fleet. After no being shot. into submission. That is not going to happen. I don't know. I'm just throwing it that out That is there. the, like, the farthest, in, like, that's the farthest off, I think, that would happen. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, Kid at this point may seem decidedly mid, but I feel like there's been too much emphasis on him as a character that... He's just going to be destroyed here and never used again. You know what I mean? I Authors feel... make mistakes sometimes. They're, they're human. <laughs> they're not omnipotent. Oda's, Oda's beyond human, dude. <laughs> he's pretty damn close to perfect. Mm-hmm. He's closer to perfect than most, <laughs> than most others. However, he, he dropped the ball with one character only. We don't know that. I don't I don't question Oda's plan. All right. Hey, hey, kid fans, kiss my ass. How about that? Tell me about it in the comments. Damn. On YouTube.com. I didn't want to rage this rule war. Kid seems to have probably have the most edgelord guys on his side. So That's all I'm saying. Why do you want war with them? We should all be making peace. Brian's fault, ultimately. Hmm. Why? Because uh, you know, yeah, you're right. Brian, why did you do that? I proxy. 
Why'd you say that? Why did you say that we shouldn't underestimate kid? You know that's that's a trigger for because John. he's, he's he, he did fucking, start that yeah he could be really fucking strong yeah but you forget who you're talking to no <laughs> no there's no empirical evidence for that he just said no all right if if kid wins mm-hmm. you owe me a kid figurine that you have to hang up over your bedroom. Bro, I'll chop my arm off and, and, and replace it with a metal one. And anytime I see the color red, I'll, I'll say, God damn it, my arm. All of that. How about that? Damn, that's a lot of times you got to say, God damn it, your arm. Red pulls up yeah, in your well, life a lot. Aren't you a Knicks fan? Knicks have, uh, have red in them, right? No, we don't. That's orange, I think. No? You would say that as a Nets fan. I'm colorblind. <laughs> You're from New Jersey. I'm not from New Jersey. The that's Nets are. All right. Well, I don't have much else to say about this chapter. It was uh, the Luffy and Luchi and Zoro and Kaku parts were cool and fun. And um, the Vegapunk stuff is interesting. The color page was uh, was uh, a tier. Um, and that uh, was a color page. Shame on you, S tier. Uh, Do you say shame on me, S tier? <laughs> yes. We should do a color page uh, tier one day. That'd be fun, right? Yeah, and then we should get Biden. Dude, that shit is so funny. Yeah. I seen another one where they were doing um There's so many of them. I sent you the one where they were doing Legend of Zelda and yeah. I thought you would uh yeah, yeah, appreciate that one. It was really good. It was really good. <laughs> that one, the Smash tier list. Yeah. There's another one that was funny. The Kingdom Hearts one was fucking oh hollow. I listened to that like five times. It's so fucking fun. Said you probably uh, yeah. you probably caught a fit when you would you had to collect the three hundred crabs. Oh my god! He he spoke to me directly on me. That one. Me too. I hated. Him. I was like, yeah, I did. I did, bro. I caught a fucking I attitude, did, my nigga. And, and the problem was that I just kept falling asleep. All right. <laughs> like, it's a sleepy it's a sleepy game for a sleepy man. <laughs> All right, we should we should move on. Yeah, we should uh, move on. That's it. Right, <laughs> Look it up, everybody. Uh, it's Joe Biden and uh, Donald Trump debating Kingdom Hearts two versus Kingdom Hearts three. It's so fucking funny. All right, let's uh, let's move on. My Hero Academia. This is My Hero Academia chapter three hundred and eighty two. Uh, don't let him go. Uh, lots of stuff happened uh last we left off tokoyami had his cool moment uh where he got to give all for one a big old uh shadowy knuckle sandwich uh and uh that was pretty sick he got he got a cool moment there um we start off with this chapter with something completely different uh (laughs) it seems to be like a flashback chapter in a way um we're starting to see uh we look into like this crowd of twice clones that were made by toga and we see some of them are transforming uh or making clones of uh shigaraki and um and uh dobby and all for one himself is in there somewhere it's almost like a where's waldo of the league of villains um one of the shigaraki clones uh touches the ground but nothing happens uh, and we cut over to uh, Asui and uh, Uraka running through uh, the forest. And they're basically discussing um, how 
as we all know, twice as clones, when he clones someone else, uh, they are able to use uh, the abilities of whoever he clones. So if he clones Dobby, he could u- that clone can use Dobby's quirk. Uh, but for whatever reason, when Toga makes clones of them, they're not able to use their uh, their quirks. Um, and uh, Asui kind of uh, hypothesizes that it's it's because like if Toga can't extend her love towards Shigaraki and the others, like she is not able to make clones using their quirk. Um, it's a it's a weird, complicated thing because um, I would think that like because it's twice as clone, uh, twice as quirk, all of Twice's abilities come with that when Toga uses hers. Um, so it's kind of confusing in that way. It's not necessarily a Toga thing, but a Twice thing. Um, because we know that Toga can actually use quirks as well when she transforms into people, but. I don't know if that's what she's doing here with the clones of uh, Shigaraki and all that stuff. And, you know, it's just a little confusing here and there. Um, So basically the whole point is that they're going to try to find uh, Toga and uh, override uh, basically one, like that one emotion and, uh, you know, stop her basically from before they, she can like figure out how to make it so that she could use multiple people's quirks at one time just like uh just like twice could have uh and we uh cut to toga basically like in i guess in like a in the crowd of people uh that she's created and she's it's like thinking to herself how much that she loves uh tomura and she loves toya uh but unlike jin and uh ochako she can't use their quirks um and even when she tried to do it before she can't do their she can't use their quirks um but you know even though that she loves them uh that love should be there and she should be able to use their quirks but at the same time she could use jen's quirks so she doesn't really know what that means and she's like why can't i become jen is jen bubabagawa yes jen is jen bubagawara um so we then cut i guess to the outside like to reality as uh uraraka uh, seems to actually track down Toga. Um, she finds the twice, the original twice that is Toga. And uh, at that point, we cut over to um, where we left off last chapter with uh, Tokoyami, uh, still uh, like putting the pressure on um, <laughs> on All for One with his uh, gigantic shadow fist. Um, and uh, Hawks is urging him to to keep him down and you know run out the clock. Um, but you know they're they're just everybody's just giving them giving it their all to just like try and keep all for one down for just like a little bit until like basically deku can defeat shigaraki but that does not work out pretty good um immediately there's like a recoil effect um there everybody is like thrown off of all for one and we see that he's actually even younger than he was before he went down initially uh, and he immediately just starts flying away. Um, uh, everybody starts to give chase um, and, you know, try to catch him. Uh, and the situation seems to get worse as we see that uh, Giganto Machia is back and uh, he seems to be crossing their path. Um, and 
he uh offer one looks over to him like flatten the machia um just as i planned <laughs> yes i planned for machia to be there <laughs> and uh hawks is like not quite the disaster it looks like right sukauchi and then all of a sudden uh giganto machia throws an entire fucking landscape at uh all for one and uh, all for one is like, what? How? And uh, we get a little closer look and we see that um, uh, Kirishima is on top of uh, Giganto Machia, also accompanied by none other than, uh, than damn, what's his name? <laughs> Why am I forgetting? Shinso. Shinso. <laughs> and uh, that's where the chapter ends. Um so, Josh, what did you think about My Hero Academia, Chapter 382? I think this was a Shinso fan's wet dream. <laughs> <laughs> he Which so also means it was Brian's wet dream. As he just said. Um, this was an exciting chapter. My interest in the situation with Uraka and... Ochako, no, they're the same person. Asui is uh, no copy. god, the deranged the, the, the one. Oh, uh, Thank Toga. You. Toga, yeah, between the three of them, I'm not really that interested in their situation. Although that it did pose an interesting question, right? Why can't she copy the other people and then use their quirks? Because if she could copy Shigaraki and have him use his quirk, they that crowd would end everything. Yeah. Yeah. I have a theory about that. Okay. Oh, you want me to go ahead now? Mm-hmm. I think it's because she doesn't really love them. I think it's because she doesn't really love them the way she thinks she does. Like, the reason why she could use... Like, com- if you were to compare how she felt about um, about Uraka or about um, Twice to how she feels about the other people, you could tell that it's very different. Mm-hmm. It's a very different love. Um, and the League of Villains haven't really shown her like a reason for her to love them like that, you know? Um, And I think this is just her coming to terms that she can't, like it's her whole thing. She can't control how she feels. Like that's her entire arc is that she can't control how she feels. And this just continues that trend, you know, that why can't I just control how I feel and love them the way I'm supposed to so that I can win the war for them. Right. But she can't because she doesn't really love them like that. She doesn't take any medicine for her mental disorders. That too. That that also. I mean, you know, that that could be part of the issue. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, um that was that was well said, Brian. Chris, do you have any core thoughts on this chapter? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you, Josh. I'm not, like, mega invested in Toga in the Toga thing. I just, like, I just haven't hooked onto it. 
and maybe it's something I'm missing, but it's never it's never been something I've like really understood or like was mega invested in really. Um I feel like there's probably there's like stuff that I like about it and I I can kind of see the point of it, but I don't know, I'm just like not that hooked. Onto I it. do think though that this that this element they added did make it a little more interesting for me, I'd say. Yeah, I I'm just like kind of uh I guess it makes sense in the way that like the intensity of her love is just like to, is how strong it, it like has a direct correlation on like how intense she could use any given person's quirk because in theory she should be able to use twice's quirk as twice does i think like twice's quirk allows for when if she clones if he clones dobby he that clone can use dobby's abilities so yeah, I don't know if how much it has to do really with her love. But I guess like that's that is the question is like why can't she become Jin? Is like why can't she why have can that complete she? Yeah, she says why can't I become Jin? I think like part of that is like why can't I I guess access his complete skill set. So she could basically Jin she could basically use Twice's like power at say 95%, but this one little part where she can clone other people, but she can't have them use their abilities is like the last step to where she truly becomes Jin. Um, maybe she has to be intimate. Maybe. Um, I, uh, yeah. The funny I, thing is I, it started as a joke and then as it left, like, you know, my lips, I was like, hmm, maybe that is uh, the net. You know, maybe yeah. that is the next step, like the physical aspect. Yeah, you know what's of, interesting? Is, I guess like I'm trying to analyze it and kind of make this part kind of interesting for myself. And I think I'm like realizing stuff that I haven't realized about Toka before, but um, mm -hmm. it's in the same regard in Twice as well. Is um, There's this whole thing about becoming Jin and like why can't she fully become the people that she loves? Uh, there's also like this oh. little like element of quirks are like basically tied to somebody's mind and soul basically so if you can if she can replicate someone's quirk entirely and you know become them in that sense then she kind of is that person but the reason that she can't close that final gap and use that last visage of Jin's power is that she would never she just can't ever become Jin. He's an entirely separate person. Yeah. Like, this is the separation that, like, this is the wall that she can't really cross. This is like, you can't copy somebody's quirk entirely because then you are that person. Like, quirks are like DNA in that sense. And I guess, like, Toga, in her ability being able to transform into the people that she loves, you know, they never really, like, leave her in a sense. Even when Jin's dead, she's he's there. Right. So, you know, I guess that's my two cents about it. Um. Right. So, and that. Do you have any other thoughts about the chapter? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Giganto Machia stuff was pretty cool. Um, I, I, I was excited that Shinso was able to like have his moment because he's like a guy that's been built up forever. Uh, as yeah. A, 
you know, he's he's like one of those characters that, you know, he's got one of the longest spanning arcs in the story, like, you know, in terms of build up. So it was good to it was good to see him have his little moment here and control Maki out of all people is pretty strong. Uh, and uh, I'm excited to see what else goes with it because I don't think we've seen the last of Shinso necessarily. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Bro, what about that young explosion? What young of light? What young explosion of light? <laughs> when um, awful one kind of got Tokuyami off of him. Oh yeah, his uh, the springtime of his youth. <laughs> yeah, that's what that was. Yeah, I mean, he never looked happy. <laughs> it's good to know. All for one was always a miserable asshole, even when he was like yeah. 12. <laughs> or is this him when yeah, he's like a 20-something? Years, he's years probably more ago. like 15. That. He looks like an adult-ish. Like, if you look at one of the panels, he seemed like adult size. So this is probably like his 20s. I, I was... don't think Makia can respond to him when he's that young, right? Maybe no, it's because like he's under Shinso's control, so he's not gonna respond to him at all. Shinso's got him like brainwashed. Oh yeah, I forgot about the brainwash part. Yeah, did you? <laughs> uh, and I think he's using all for one's voice specifically because that like modifier around his mouth is a voice changer essentially. Yeah, he used all for one's voice from the voice recording. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. You know, yeah, was really he was creative. talking all that shit. Well, you know that what's was funny? Really creative problem solving. Yeah, I'll say this: like one of the interesting things about like his mask is that it it's the metals that are around the mask. That's why it's designed that way. Is that like the way the metals are arranged? It's supposed to imitate somebody's vocal cords. So the the mask itself is the voice changer and it's not like a necessarily a technological thing but mm. that's a little fun fact i guess about uh his uh mask in particular but that's all i got to say about my hero academia i i like this chapter a fair bit um especially you know the cliffhanger we got here excited to see maki is one of the cooler designed characters in the story so it's cool to see him again i'll say that um but yeah, I'm excited to see what else uh, happens from here. I don't have any more thoughts. Any uh, other rebuttals? No, unfortunately, I don't. All righty. Well, I suppose we can move on then. Jujutsu Kaisen. Josh, did you want to cover this one or should I? Um, could you? Would you mind covering the recap? Oh yeah. Then I can get into the chapter. Of this week? Oh, yeah. I mean, we missed last week, which was a shame because that was that would have been a fun one to talk about. But um uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh last we left off, Megumi has been possessed by Sukuna and uh in a twist that I frankly I didn't see coming, but I feel like I should have this whole time. <laughs> yeah. I feel like nobody saw it coming. I was watching this like big iceberg kind of video. Um, really for JJ? Yeah, it's actually a really good video. Um, let me pull up the guy who made it. Uh, it it's kind of like a nice refresher because he goes through, like basically all of the theories of the series, and along the way he ends up explaining a lot of like certain things. Uh, Jalomoth. 
Uh, look up his uh, comprehensive Jujutsu Kaisen iceberg. I just wanted to give a quick recommendation to a fellow content creator. Um, but yeah, nobody predicted that like he that Sukuna was after Megumi's body. Um, and it's kind of interesting uh, to to think that, or at least to my knowledge. Uh, but yeah, Sukuna took over uh, his body, and basically, we seen that like he was about to fight the angel, and you know he lured the angel over to uh, to you know just like convincing him that Sukuna has left his body. But then he did a crazy, funny, uh, distorted face thing, and it turns out he followed through with that. Uh, he took a big old chomp out of the angel's shoulder, and uh, just tossed her off the fucking building. Uh, so as far as we know, the angel is not in commission. Although I do believe that the angel could use reverse curse technique and heal themselves and come back and fight again. Um, but in any case, uh, Itadori and Sukuna had their battle. Uh, it was pretty one-sided. Sukuna's not exactly, uh, <laughs> not exactly threatened by itadori in any way he uses like his cleave uh technique a bunch of times and cuts itadori up like crazy um but yet itadori was able to still punch sukuna in the face and uh that's where we start off here uh where itadori has just punched sukuna in the face and sukuna's like man he i can't just uh my cursed energy output is fluctuating at its lowest it's under 10 percent but physical movement seems fine. So it seems that Megumi from the inside is uh, preventing Sukuna from being able to use his full power, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> um, it is pretty sweet. You know, uh, I like that he's not fighting back entirely, but, you know, he is doing his little thing, you know, contributing in some way. That's pretty cool. But Sukuna is still like, ah, I, st I still shouldn't have any trouble killing the kid. Uh, but then... Uh, unexpectedly, uh, right next to Sukuna is also fucking Maki. Uh, no. And I was so excited. Yeah, I was really hyped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was so fucking. Uh, and you know, I made, a, I made an actual verbal. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a whoop. Like a whoa. I said, oh. <laughs> And hey, I'll tell you what, uh, it, it didn't really disappoint. Uh, Maki is just like, hey, sorry I'm late. Give me a brief rundown. And uh, Itadori just explains, like, this guy won't die even if you go all out. And uh, they get it popping for a while. I mean, they just go hand-to-hand -hand combat. Uh, Meg, uh, Maki uh, lands some blows. Itadori lands some blows. But, you know, it, it's still not, it's still pretty easy game for uh, Sukuna, obviously. Um and um basically uh maki's just thinking to himself is like if he even if he can't die he can't heal wounds from the split soul katana which is the soul that she is carrying that is uh my basically um mm. and basically she's like yuji our goal is to stop that thing even if it means killing him right and uh each story to his credit is like yeah i'm not no yeah we're we're killing this guy for sure <laughs> Um, yeah, he does. He just says, "Yeah, man." <laughs> and then he asks, "Mind if I speed things up?" He says, yeah. "No." 
And uh, listen, Fushiguro's been right to die. That's what that's what Megumi would have done if this happened to Itadori as well. Yes, so it's just an un, unspoken agreement. Yeah. Did I say Fushiguro? I meant Megumi. Same thing. Yeah, Fushiguro is Megumi. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, speed it up. They do. Uh, it's a big like action scene. They're all fighting uh, left and right. Uh, but. Uh, Sukuna figures out a little bit of a loophole. He realizes that, like, well, the body resists me dropping, uh, the body resists me and drops cursed energy output when I'm hurting its allies. So I, but I can use it on other things. And he uses his cleave on the ground, um, just causing a big fissure. Uh, he takes the opportunity to sucker punch Maki, but Maki just spits it, spits out blood, and he's like, <laughs> nice. Um, they have a cool uh, back and forth clash here and there. Um, and at that point, that's when the battle is interrupted by uh, a new challenger. Um, all they see is a, a person in shadows off to the side, and they say maximum output. And you see a giant fucking Aokiji sized ice blast, uh, yeah. sprout out. And, uh, yep, yeah, it's uh, Rume, I believe her name is. Um, uh, and she's like, I offer my deepest apologies for intervening. And Sukuna's like, I'm good. <laughs> it's cool for me. Uh, Urume mentions that she tried not to freeze Yuji too deeply, uh, to which Sukuna's like, well, it doesn't matter. I don't need him anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> uh, but it was Sorry. right to focus cursed energy on the girl, though. And uh, that's when the giant Nuway pulls up, uh, and he tells Urume to prepare the bath. Rume's like, hmm, I already did it. <laughs> it will require a short journey, but it's already done. And Suna's like, as always, you attend to every detail. And we see a tiny little like panel where Rume is super happy to receive this compliment. <laughs> um, hmm. At which yeah, Suna is actually being nice. Yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> um, so Itadori breaks out of the ice and uh, chases after him, but uh, unfortunately, Sukuna and uh, Rume have uh, taken off on the giant new way. Uh, Rume is like, should I kill him? And he's like, no, wait, look, it's hilarious. He's so pitiful. As we see uh, Itadori basically in terror as he's watching Sukuna escape. And uh, they laugh at him as they fly away. And that's the end of the chapter. Uh, <laughs> uh, Josh, what did you think about Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 215? It's, it's, it's... Let me not be melodramatic about it. RGC. Oh, yeah, same. RGC. Same. Oh, oh, Unified. Really good chapter of the week. Unified RGC. Unified RGC. Unified RGC. Yep. Uh, Josh, what did you think? Further, further. What do I think? I think when I hear those One Piece trumpets, <laughs> something inside me awakens, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brian, did you say this was? Wow, all three of us. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was just about the fight. It, it, it was the makings. It was all right. Let me slow down. I'm just gonna say a few things I thought. And then I want to hear what you guys thought. But, man, Itadori ain't no scrub anymore. Granted, you know, Sukuna is 
in a weakened state that he's below 10%, but his 5% is like better than everybody else anyway. So it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was, it was a nice, it was a nice level battle. And of course, Maki pulling up with the assist to make it up so that, you know, Yuji doesn't just die straight <laughs> up. It was, it was cool, man. They was giving it to, to, to him. He got saved. So they didn't explain um, why Yuji is so fucking strong, right? Yes, they did. Well, they like su- they've been subtly dropping. Yeah, oh. they did like the anime tease, like, "Oh, well, he's from that time." Wow. No, no, uh, Yuji. Yeah, we, well, we have context. Well, Yuji is strong because he's uh, mixed up with Kenjaku. Basically, he's like Kenjaku's son. Kenjaku. Kenjaku. He's like Kenjaku's son, so he has like kind of a lot of physical attributes that um, a lot of people obviously wouldn't have. But is that really all there is to it, though? As far as we know so yeah, far, he's a cursed womb, bro. He's he's beyond human. As far he's as like we know Captain so far, America. that that is kind of the defining thing right now. But that's the only inference we can make is that we know for sure that Kenjaku is a parent of his. So. That alone is enough to, I guess, give him a lot of physical ability that other normal people wouldn't have. Yes. Just accept it, Brian. <laughs> no, I mean, I was just wondering, because I think, um, like, what's his name says, oh, he's from that time, some shit like that. No, uh, let me look back, because I, I know what you guys are, oh, wait a minute. I went too far back. Uh oh the yeah, he does say the I get the boys from that time. And I'm wondering what that really means. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. That time. Yeah, but that, that would be weird. Yuji's an ancient <laughs> sorcerer. Is that what they're saying? Wait. What, what if he is? That would be surprising. What I think they're implying, what I think Sukun is implying is just that he was a cursed womb, that he was created. All right, Kenjaku's from a long time ago, so and all the ancient sorcerers in the past were much stronger. So I think that's what it is. He passed those ancient sorcerer genes into him directly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously Gege Akutami is deliberately leaving a lot of stuff out of uh, Yuji's origin. At this point, so uh, we have cause to be confused. Um, yeah, it's really vexing Brian, and I understand. <laughs> I don't know. I like when when you when a mangaka says something that's generally important. Like that's not a, a throwaway line. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's a throwaway line either. But I I don't know what to make of it really. Um, it could be that you know. He means that, like Josh said, that, you know, he just has some ancient sorcerer genes in him. Or it could be that Yuji is secretly an ancient sorcerer and we he is not even aware of it. Yeah, I think it's weird that he brings it up now of all times. Like, he never, he didn't bring it up before, like, when he was in Itadori or, like, a long time ago. Yeah. He chose now to say that. Yeah, well, it could be possible that I don't know. Maybe it's like uh, we're misinterpreting it and what that really means. Maybe this is gay. I never misinterpret anything. 
I'm maybe correct. this is maybe this is Gage's <laughs> way of saying like Itadori won't be useless without it without uh Sukuna. Don't worry, he has a power up coming. Yeah. Well, I think what they meant well Gojo definitely said that like he's definitely not getting a curse technique. But I don't know. I I, I don't Maybe know. Maybe he's also going to get heavenly restriction. It's possible. No. Right? It's possible. He can get heavenly restriction. He has cursed energy. He does. But you know, isn't that like a thing you give you can give up cursed energy for her heavenly restriction? With the binding vow, maybe? Maybe. Binding vows are everything. They are everything. Uh, binding vows are interesting. Nobody knows what will happen if you break one, but nobody wants to break one. <laughs> That's actually a thing. Is like nobody knows what happens if you break a binding vow, and uh, nobody's trying to find you- out. It gives you spiny-iny spinoliosis. Spiny-iny spinoliosis. And, it, and, then, and, and then it forces you where you can't draw a series for years. Like the Hunter x Hunter. God. Spiny-iny spinoliosis. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. probably the title of this episode. Spiny-iny spinoliosis. Yeah. Spiny-liosis. Spinoliosis, yeah. Spiny-iny Spineliosis. That's sounds like a fucking Harry Potter, spell. like a special move. It's definitely a real medical condition. Oh that, no, I know. That two of, 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 of two authors. No, no, Brian. It's spineiny spineliosis. <laughs> <laughs> it's the medical term. The medical term spineiny spineliosis. <laughs> okay. Well. I don't even know whose thoughts we were on. <laughs> I actually don't know. All right, man. We all agree. It was all mine. Best but... chapter of the week. It was. Yep. Brian, why did you think it was the best chapter of the week? Because it was pretty fucking... The fight was pretty fucking sick. Not gonna it lie. Was. That fight was so fucking cool. I don't know. Every time Sukuna fights, it's always such a fucking blast to watch. Just because he he has such a mastery over curse technique that he makes it look so fucking easy compared to any like the only person comparative to him is Kenjaku. Like when we see Kenjaku fight, that's the only person that mm-hmm. we see with that level of confidence and understanding of uh curse energy. And and Cash and, and Cassio. No. No, um, not even him. Cash the electric guy. What? Nah, not, the not electric guy was smoking. I ain't gonna lie, man. It, Re, Mr. Rishi would have got packed if he didn't get lucky. <laughs> like, he was <laughs> he was on him. He was setting him up crazy. Dude, his whole power is getting lucky. Yeah. No, but I'm saying that um, the ancient sorcerer was like tearing him up. He well, actually he, maybe maybe Kashimo actually might be like a like a Sukuna counter. Who knows? Yeah, man, he 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 ain't afraid of Sukuna. He's really not. And I don't think he's. I don't. I don't you know, I feel like he has a reason not to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like whenever whenever he fights, it's such a fucking uh, mm-hmm. blast to watch. 
I really fucking I, I love watching Sukuna fight. And especially now that, you know, his whole plan with Megumi finally came to fruition, which has been getting set up for so fucking long. Mm-hmm. I though I can't remember um what it was, but I remember a long time ago I did talk about what I thought Sukuna would do, but I forgot. But I'm pretty sure it was along the lines of possessing Megumi instead. Nah. So I was right. Nah, you never said that. I did say that. Nah. I did say that. I swear to God. I swear. You're gonna to have to listen to every know. single episode of this podcast. God will until... smite you, Brian. I said it. I said it. I <laughs> you swear. Will be I, said it. I remember saying, "Man, it's interesting that Megumi that that he's interested in Megumi." Maybe he wants to take over his body or something. Well, shit. you better you better roll back a lot of tape, Brian, and figure that out. I don't know when what episode it was or when, but hey, Brian, I believe you. I just can't take your word for it. Why can't you take my word for I it? I would need, never lie about this. I know you would never lie. I just need the proof on a on a uh, bureaucratic sense. We need to put this away. <laughs> All right, audience, if there was ever a time. No, Brian, you have to you can't make the audience do the work. Audience, I if there was ever a time that I needed you, it's now. Mm. You see, I I I'm on your side now. Black Clover is fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm on your side. You need to understand something, Brian. Christian is now a reporter for the New York Times. New York Times. So, <laughs> y- yes, I'm sorry. No. Um, so he's on your ass, Brian, and you can't mm-hmm. get away with these bullshit responses. <laughs> Not it's anymore. not bullshit. I literally said that. <laughs> well, we need we need the proof, Brian. That's 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 just how the world works. Chris needs empirical evidence. I need empirical evidence for sure. And check you, out this weekly. Yeah. How about you, you empirically evidence these nuts? Hmm. That? Well, that is I a good counter. Spiny scoliosis. <laughs> spiny scoliosis. Spiny spiny spiniolosis, something like that. Yeah. Spineliosis. It was pretty crazy. Spineliosis. Man, I can't wait for that episode title to drop. <laughs> uh, Alright. If you start writing a series, Brian, then you catch it. Anyway. Catch what? Spiny Spiny Spineliosis. Yes. Uh, Alright, Brian, were those all your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to cap and say that I saw this coming, alright? <laughs> I saw it coming. Sure. Um. Alright, well, I, yeah, this is a great chapter. I mean, obviously the fight is super cute and um superb it wasn't even like fully like getting it in yet like they were just kind of feeling each other out at this point and they got into oh wait no now i remember what it was well it was gonna shift so i said that i thought i thought that sakuna was taking over what was um interested in megumi so that megumi could make a body for sakuna which i still think can be done yeah, which I still think can be done using the Chimera and the Chimera Shadow Garden or whatever. You almost said it. Well, yeah, I almost said it. <laughs> well, the Chimera Shadow Garden is just summoning Shikigami. Like he's not creating new bodies. He can't make a new body. That's what we think now. You'll mm. see. Right. You'll see. Remember, mark my words. Sukuna is using okay, Megumi's so... first technique to create a body for himself transfer into fine but what you didn't say is that he would take over his body we're confirming that now maybe maybe i said it maybe mm. I didn't, but i'm pretty sure that's what i said mm. 
well, either way, you gotta find proof. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, fucking awesome battle. I think the last few chapters, I think uh, Akutami's art has just been on fire. I just love uh, the way he draws action scenes. It's so vers- visceral, so cute. Um, so cute. So cute. And when he wants characters to like look really detailed and on model, uh, they look really cool. So uh, love that. The fight choreography is great. The fucking two-page spread with the ice all over the place. That shit was fire. Uh, New Way coming. New Way is like honestly one of my favorite Shikigami. <laughs> he just looks cool. So much cool. That's what this is. You know, Jujutsu Kaisen is just fucking cool overload. It's just fucking cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> so fucking cool. This is so cool. Wouldn't you agree, Josh? Mm. You're gonna make him hate this chapter. No, Josh can't resist. No, I loved it. <laughs> Not even Josh could resist that. Um, man, I, I mean, shout out to Itadori wrapping up Sukuna with the gate. I just think that was really cool. That was it's cool. not even boring, but I think that was lit. Yeah, no, it was a cool. Right as, yeah, right as Maki kicks him in the fucking rib cage. Right. <laughs> the next building. I'm not crazy. It's just cool. It is, it is. It's just cute. <laughs> I feel like every time every time I turn a page in this battle, I'm just like, that's so cool. Yo, dude, I'm just peeping this panel where like Maki swings Itadori at uh at Sukuna. You know that big two-page spread where they were speeding things up? Maki beats <laughs> he basically uses Itadori's fist as a hammer. Yeah. So, I did not see that coming at all. So cool. <laughs> Fucking lit. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got to say about uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, do you guys have any rebuttals? Anything else to say? No? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no? Yeah. No. All right. Well, let's move on. Chainsaw Man. We are doing Chainsaw Man chapter 122, The Prophecies. Uh, I know we missed like three chapters up to this point, but uh, we, we intended to do it last week, uh, but technical difficulties. Uh, but in any case, uh, a lot's been going on. Uh, I think last we left off actually talking about Chainsaw Man was when uh, Asa and Denji were about to go on their date, and um, they were doing basically the three rules. Um, one of the... There were the rules were essentially like that you can't like touch stuff in the house. Uh, you, what was the second rule? The first two rules are kind of arbitrary and not, not that important, but the third and most don't open the fridge, don't open the fridge. Right. And the third and final rule was like, uh, don't make out with Denji basically. Uh, and Yoru immediately did that, uh, right as Nayuta, the reincarnation of Makima, uh, the control devil uh, walked in and she immediately uh, used her abilities on Yoru. And even in her Yoru state where she's the war devil, she was immediately uh, put under Nayuta's control. Uh, and Denji's like, oh man, come on. No, turn her back into a person. Um, and Nayuta's explains like, no, 
I don't fucking like her. <laughs> she smells mm. weird. Uh, and I think Nayuta knows that, like, this is a devil smell. But she's not letting that on to Yuji, really. Uh, not Yuji, Denji, really. Uh, and Denji's like, come on, man. Let's let's make a deal. And um, Nayuta's like, okay. But, you know, if I'll turn her back into a person, but you can never, like, talk to her again. And he's like, oh, man, why? And she's like, well, but I don't like her. I don't like her scent. So, you know, if uh, if you want her to turn back into a person, I'm going to rearrange her memory. So it feels like so she all she remembers is that you stood her up uh, and that'll be that. And he's like, oh, Pretty but, clutch. But, but she's going to hate me. And she's like, it doesn't matter. You're not talking to her anyway. And then he's like, oh, fair enough. Fine. And they make the deal. Uh and after that chapter, uh, Asa met up with Squid Boy, and uh, Squid Boy basically told her to stay away from uh, Denji. Um, and, you know, she was, they had like an argument about that, and she started walking home, and it seemed like she was just surrounded by like people just watching down on her from like these balconies. Like she was in this apartment complex, and everybody was like looking down on her from a balcony. And, um, that's where that chapter leaves off. And now we cut over to 122, where Squid Boy is now having uh, dinner with uh, Famine, the Famine Devil, um, of all things. So Squid Boy goes on to uh, talk to her about this urban legend that's been spreading around lately uh, from the prophecies of Nostradamus. And uh, he mentions that Nostradamus predicted that in the seventh month of 1999, a great king of terror will descend, and uh, it's getting attention for predicting the end of humanity. Um, so the society sees it as like nothing more than a sensationalized rumor, but public safety sees it as a legit threat. So they made an experiment and had 30 convicts make contracts with the future devil on the condition of their release, and then public safety had them ask when they were going to die. And uh, the devil uh, predicted that 23 out of the 30 will lose their lives in July of 1999. Um, which is interesting. Does Like, I guess I have a question about it later, but we see that uh, Famine's like, and, and she's like, and I know you're up to something. Uh, they say that uh, public safety believes it's connected with the prophecies of Nostradamus, and I came here to make you talk. If you refuse, I might have to start giving you the devil treatment. So calm, like. Yeah. And Famine is like, the other seven die this week, don't they? Uh, so, basically, uh, Famine immediately explains that 40 seconds ago, apparently, a devil appeared in the East District Tamano depart uh, Apartments, uh, and she explains that it's the first of the devils that will shepherd the world into ultimate terror. Uh, and mentions that she, she is a devil with the name of a primal fear, and her name is dot dot dot. And we uh, cut over to this couple, this random couple in uh, in an apartment, just talking about how like one of the the guy in this relationship is like, I might get promoted this month. And she's like, whoa, that's all. And his girlfriend, I guess, is like, whoa, that's amazing. Congratulations. And he's like, I'm amazing, aren't I? And she's like, are you getting a raise? And he's like, I mean, I don't know for sure, but, you know, I guess. I bet they'll force a lot of annoying work. So can I buy a car? And she's like, no, 
no cars i said we'll take the train he's like i guess that's right that's fair whatever you know there's a lot of uh to manage with a car and then all of a sudden there's like a minute there's like a little pause then he looks over to the woman he's like hey don't you think we should just die he's like oh sure let's die and uh yeah basically they just walk off of a balcony and fall to their deaths and so do all of the people that we saw last chapter looking down on Asa. Um, and at that point, Yoru takes over because she's like, oh, <laughs> this is some devil shit. And uh, she uses uh, she turns one of her rulers into a sword. And then uh, one of the dead bodies, like all the dead bodies that have fallen from this building start to, I guess, come together into one mound. And uh, Yoru immediately knows what time it is. And she's like, yeah, I can't win this fight. I'm a I'm a bounce. And we see like a naked woman emerging from the pile of bodies that has just fallen. And uh it's a big two-page spread as Yoru is running away um at the sight of this new devil. And that's where this chapter ends. Uh Josh, what did you think about Chainsaw Man chapter 122? Okay, this was one of those chapters that made me like, I had to read this shit twice. It helped that it was like a quick read. You know what I'm saying? Like most of the chainsaw chapters are. Because mm-hmm. so, I just feel like when you look at these pages, there's a lot more going on than simply what's being shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, they saw what's being projected. Like when I look at these couple pages, uh, page 11 and 12, right? Well, really mostly 12. When they have everybody falling out of this building. I feel like there's some more meaning to this. I can't figure it out right now, but because I didn't have, I didn't, I, I'll be honest, I didn't have too much time with this uh, to read it since I read it right before the pod. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty wild. I don't I don't know what devil this is. I don't think it's the suicide devil. They said it's one of the primal fears. I don't know if suicide is a primal fear. I think it's maybe. A, I think it's the death devil. Just death. Mhm. Wow. Cause uh, I don't know. Unless it's the falling off buildings, devil. <laughs> I don't think that's what it afraid is. of heights, devil. No. <laughs> yeah. So um, there, there are seven primal fears. Darkness um, is one of them. Extinction, mutilation, loss of auton- autonomy, separation, and ego death. Ego death. Wait, could you repeat those again? Um, extinction, mutilation, loss of autonomy, separation, and ego death. Ego death. Wow. Loss of autonomy is technically control, right? It's the control devil. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. Maybe that is. Huh. Yeah, I think maybe you can, in theory, simplify that to just this being like death, because ego death is death, I guess. Ego death is complete loss of sun. None of those words with darkness. And darkness was supposed to be one of the primal fears. Yeah, I don't think this is the darkness devil though. No, it's definitely not. 
I'm just saying that it's it, on that list of what Brian said mentioned, none of those were darkness, mm. which is a confirmed devil. What you the, say? The series does. In in uh in the first part of the Chainsaw Man series, they fight against the darkness devil, which is yeah. considered one of the primal fears. Yeah. Well, hey. maybe they have a different definition for uh. Yeah, I would think so fears. too. I think like their primal fears are a little di- are a little different. No. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, Josh, do you have any other thoughts? No, not in particular. Anything from you, Brian? No, this is um. If you like uh Chainsaw Man, even though there's a lot happening, it feels like the series has slowed down a bit. Uh, just because you know there was a streak where it was like nothing but banger after banger after banger. Mm-hmm. So um, now it's kind of balanced out a bit, and I'm sure it's gonna start getting really fucking insanely good again very soon. Yeah, yeah. There are a couple like plot lines being juggled around. There's still like the imposter chainsaw man out there. Um, there's this new potential death devil. Um. Yeah, lots There's of a stuff. mystery behind Squid Boy. Yeah, the Squid Boy, um, mm. who he's working for. Uh, yeah, this is gonna be crazy. I he must have gotten really fucking strong since part one of Chainsaw Man. Squid Boy. Yeah, for him to be like just straight up bitching, <laughs> the famine devil like that. I mean, or he could just like never have been weak and is just kind of like playing the front. Yeah. I mean, he did fight um the fucking. What's her what's her name? The fucking uh eye patch devil guy. I mean Quanchi. Yeah, Quanchi. Mm-hmm. He did fight her and he seemed pretty confident about fighting her. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot we don't know about uh Squid Boy. Um that's I'm uh I'm But his son, he's the son of the fucking old guy, right? No. He isn't? No. He's uh he's just one of the kids that work there I wonder where he's at I don't know either <laughs> I would hope he's happy somewhere uh, probably not no definitely not he has like several contracts with devils so he's probably not Um, any other thoughts Brian nope yeah I mean I like this chapter a lot. I feel like this is one of those things where Chainsaw Man might... I've never read Chainsaw Man, like, in a in a row, in a way, like, you know, consecutively. And um, I might be getting to that point soon where I'm going to just, like, read the whole series, like, nonstop. It might be better that way, to be honest. But this was, uh, this was a really good, cool, like, menacing kind of chapter. I didn't... I was... Uh, I I really didn't know what to make of like the cliffhanger of last chapter, like the chapter before this one, and uh, I I'm glad that it didn't really disappoint in terms of what this, how how crazy Chainsaw Man can get at points and how immediately dire situations can turn into. Um. Super excited to see where this goes, though. I, because I, I, I can't predict it, really. Um. My only theory is that this may be the death devil, uh, but I do not. I do not know for sure. Uh, 
but that's all I really have to say about this chapter. Um, does anybody have any rebuttals before we move onward? Nope. Alrighty then. Let us proceed. Black Clover. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What uh-oh? It's Black Clover. Yeah. This is Black Clover Chapter 353, Banquet in Full Swing. Um, last we left off, uh, the Black Bulls... Oh, not the Black Bulls. I'm bugging. Uh, the Ryuzen 7, uh, along with Asta, uh, combined their efforts uh, to defeat the five-headed dragon that was uh, causing so much trouble. It was brought on by the paladins. Um, the Apparently, it caused darkness in the sky as well. Yep. Uh, as we see in this uh, chapter, as like as the five-headed dragon was defeated, the skies have cleared uh, around the land of sun. Uh, and uh, we cut back over to Asta, where he is. He actually recognizes the paladin that um, that uh, Iron Man defeated, um, and he's like, "Whoa! He attacked the village of Saucy, and then he died. But how did he live?" And uh, yeah, the Shogun basically is like, hey, the nun says that it was Lucius' power, but it ain't complete yet, you know? Uh, Lucius yeah. and Julius know how to resurrect people on the level of your Grand Magic Knights. So, you know, they're they're pretty, yeah. they're pretty tough. Um, so, basically, uh, Asta's like, are, there, are you sure there's no way to get back to the Clover Kingdom right now? And uh, the shogun's like, not really. Uh, the black bulls are figuring out how to weigh, how to come get you. But you know, there's three more days until the battle. You might, you just have to trust them and wait. Uh, so Asta's like, all right, I'll do that. And sure, sure, why not? Uh, power of friendship. I'm sure they'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, but the first thing they they decide to do is throw a big old party. Um, they 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 party hardy. You know, Asta drinks mm-hmm. sake and he eats, and uh, it's a it's a very nice little moment. Um, Ichika has a moment with Asta, and uh, she apologizes for speaking badly about his benefactor Yami, her brother. <laughs> and the words uh, they've been choosing. Yeah, and uh, Asta's like, "No, so it was a mistake after all. That's real big of you to admit, Ichika." Um, and uh, you know big party stuff happens uh it's it's a nice moment we see the equivalent of charmy here <laughs> uh just making tea and stuff uh it's it's pretty sweet i can't wait for these guys to meet uh the real charmy i think it'll be a funny moment um yes it's gonna be a blast of silliness yeah everybody's having positivity. their exactly everybody's having their fun little like character moments here with asta um it's a cute little thing uh, Asta sneaks off and uh, goes off to a hot spring, gets completely naked, and uh, is just swimming around, enjoying the water, until he uh, comes across a very naked Ichika. And uh, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I fucked up. Uh, and definitely he... about to get my belly cut in pieces. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have a sashimi belly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, instead of the reaction he expected, uh, he sees Ichika is all red and and embarrassed and he's like ah and then he runs away um so you know the next Taco. day uh the next day comes along and uh everybody in Asta's like okay 
what I can do now is, but he is interrupted by Ichika coming in. And uh, he's like, oh, shit, I'm so sorry about last night. And uh, Ichika's like, are you going to you're going to take responsibility for that, you fool? And uh, yeah, the chapter basically ends in a big two page spread as the Ryuzen seven uh, basically are like, hey, Asta, you're going to train with us, right? And uh, Asta's like, yeah, let's do some push ups. <laughs> and that's where the chapter ends. Uh Josh, what did you think about Black Clover chapter 353? I felt like I was reading One Piece. Mm. Like this was the end of the arc, end of a grand arc fucking feast and celebration. They even had a hot tub moment. Mm -hmm. This was the end of Wano. This literally was Wano. Yeah. It was yeah Wano. Your man's got inspired. Fought a dragon. He was reading Wano every week. He was reading Wano piece every week during that arc. Mm -hmm. And and he was like, yeah, I need to do this. I must. <laughs> Down to every detail, to the little last detail. Are there, are there devil fruit users? No. Are there vast amounts of animal supervillains? Not necessarily. There were five dragons. There's one dragon with five heads. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Like as sure as your faith is that when you when you put your two feet down, they'll touch the ground. <laughs> like like faith in gravity. That's how much faith you have in the fact that it wasn't it was more than that it wasn't more sure than one dragon. I'm pretty sure it wasn't five dragons. They said they keep calling it a five headed dragon. Shit. Well, mm -hmm. it's impressive regardless. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, were those all your thoughts? I don't want to cut you. Um, no, yeah, I don't know if I have anything else like really solid to say. It was a, it was a cute little chapter. Yeah, I also really like this chapter. Uh, it is there is a lot of uh, uh, flavors of Wano in there. Um, you know, with there's uh there's a group of samurai, basically. Uh, there's they samurai. They fought a dragon. Um. Yeah, but you know, obviously, I wouldn't say it's a ripoff at all. <laughs> it is just funny to notice the little similarities here. Um, but yeah, I thought this was like a cool little build-up, you know, chapter get us more familiar with the Reason Seven and you know familiarize Asta with them. Uh, excited to see what they can teach him about Zetin. Uh, I can't, I can't imagine that they're gonna show us the entirety of this. I feel like there's gonna be like a whole. There's probably going to be a skip to the three days later, uh, and you know there'll be a battle. But that's my that's my prediction. I could be wrong, you know. Black Clover's never really shied away from showing us training arcs, uh, to to a degree. So, uh, I wouldn't put it past them that we see that. And then, you know, I hope we do a little bit. It'll be cool to see. Like, I I love a training arc. You know, we don't get a whole lot of training arcs these days. Uh. So, I guess like hardcore, like traditional training arcs where there's an arc dedicated to learning a power system. Uh, a lot of stuff like, you know, My Hero Academia and Jujutsu Kaisen, you know, that you could argue that the whole. Well, there's nothing better. There, you could, you could argue that the entirety of the story is a training arc. Hunter, Hunter. 
you could say like three fourths of Hunter Hunter is a training arc. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, just like one concentrated thing focused on learning uh, a skill and then putting those skills to use later in a battle is what I mean. But I'm excited. Uh, and that's all I really got to say about Black Clover. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, any any final rebuttals, Josh? No, no final ones. Okay. Uh, let's move on then. Undead Unlock. Josh, do you want to take Undead Unlock? Or... Why don't you wrap this up, friend? I will wrap this up, friend. Uh, this is Undead Unlock Chapter 149. You see me now? Um... Last we left off, yes. <laughs> last we left off with Undead Unluck, uh, there was uh, the big battle between Creed and uh, the heroes that have arrived at this war zone uh, to stop Creed from fucking shit up. Um, let me see what uh, I actually want to like look back and make sure I got like a lot of facts right. Yeah, we we get like a little bit of a. Uh, backstory in regards to creed uh as the uh the union comes in and you know does their thing and saves uh this platoon of injured soldiers from creed um we learned that creed was like ordered to to stay in the battle until like their his entire munition supply is has been uh depleted uh but unfortunately that doesn't happen because this is around the point where his negation uh, known as uh, un undecrease uh, kicks in and uh, he's kind of forced to stay there forever because his ammo never runs out. Uh, this was the only negator situation where I felt like it was kind of a stretch. Like, what do you mean? How arbitrary is that? Stay until all your ammo is done. There's no, not like stay until the objective is finished. Like what? Yeah, waste all of our resources that we've given you. I won't let you come back until all the resources we've given you have been depleted for no reason. Uh, so, yeah, no, I agree with you, Josh. It's weird. Uh, and we start this chapter off with uh, the a little bit of backstory on um, Sean Datz, also known as Unseen, that we saw uh, before this mission even began. Uh, the union uh, grabbed him up and, and you know, kidnapped him, essentially forced him to join the union. Um, and he's been here this entire time, obviously using his unseen abilities, which kick in when he closes his eyes. Uh, he becomes invisible. Him and the things he deems uh, in his possession become invisible. Um, and we see that, uh, you know, how how it came to be that he ended up on this battle field and um they basically he's basically already starting off the bat like no way i'm not fucking doing this and she's like well you haven't even heard the details of the plan yet um so yeah uh always said that we'd be keeping you in custody for the time being and uh unseen is just like hmm no way but then again my unseen is super handy can't hate can't blame you for wanting to rely on me I'm a pretty hot commodity in gangland. Uh, in gangland. And I guess he, like, convinces himself to join this this fucking, uh, this mission. 
and uh, he immediately regrets it when he's there. Um, so Foucault starts to yell at him. Is like, hey, we need to you. We need you to use your ability. And uh, he interrupts. He's like, I ain't doing jack. Right? Are you stupid? <laughs> he's like shooting at us. Yeah, he's like, I he's didn't not even going nowhere. He said, I didn't know where we'd be on a real battlefield. Uh, and he tries to run off. Um, and he turns invisible, but um, everything on him turns invisible except for the union pin that is uh, clamped onto his hat. Um, and uh, Creed peeps it as he's trying to escape, and he immediately uh, turns his fire over to it, which was a, a funny little moment. Um, he's like, why did you pin this fucking useless thing on me? And she's like, I thought you could make anything of yours that's invisible. And uh, apparently there's a stipulation to the stipulation. Uh, he can only make things visible that he deems not only his, but also important to him uh so you know the pin isn't important to him which is why it doesn't turn invisible and he's like well it's nothing all or nothing then let's do this and Foucault's like oh my god are you gonna whip out a cool new technique that uh, i didn't know about and uh no he basically like pulls his shirt off and starts waving it like a white flag and uh he's like i'm not with those guys <laughs> uh Creed, i don't know that yeah uh, Creed doesn't give a shit, and he immediately turns his fire over to Sean, but uh, he is blocked by uh, by Gina. And, nice. Uh, nice, and then Void pulls them back uh, behind the unbreakable wall. And uh, Creed starts yelling from the other side uh, of the wall, and he's basically like, what the hell's your deal? I thought you were a third small elite force, but you've got some miscast guy in your group. Stop trying to screw with me. Um, and, uh, as the, as the battle intensifies, Creed seems to throw over some grenades, but, uh, the union, uh, coverage, uh, Sean, um, and, uh, you know, Creed notices that like the bombs haven't really gone off on their side and he's like, damn, these guys are tough. Um, Sean basically <laughs> looks over to him and is like, why would you save a screw up like me? Uh, He's like, you should leave me. You should leave me be. He's right. I'm nothing but a side character. Uh, and we learned that, um, you know, he's uh, the moment where uh, Unseen uh, sees his negation uh, uh, play out. And uh, it was during an audition, which is why he was not able to really. Uh, he was never able to really make his way as an actor because he kept disappearing in the middle of his fucking uh, auditions. Well, really sad actually mm -hmm. uh and we you know obviously there's also this other context that his dad was an actor but could never really like make it he was always like a side actor you know like a like a supporting role and uh he wanted to just kind of like do this to follow his dad's dreams and his footsteps and uh you know i'll do him yeah i'll do him basically how to try to be a bigger star than his dad was you know mm-hmm uh, and you know, because he couldn't make it as an actor, he ended up getting, uh, he ended up getting, uh, roped in the, uh, the underground world, um, gangsters, gangsters. And, uh, <laughs> we see Foucault go over to him in present day and is like, Mr. Sean, you're not a side character. 
when people work when people work hard to fulfill their role from outside looking in it's easy to assume they're leading and side roles but one person's side character could be another man's another's leading man you know uh the how the saying goes yeah you know like another man's trash is another man's treasure stuff like that something in that vein uh, mm-hmm. she's like the people who could put all their their all into a role they're given are the coolest around no matter who they are and uh, she looks at him and she's like you're unseen Mr. Sean you're not miscast here if you plan to fight back then we'll lend a hand uh, and Sean starts crying and he's like oh my heart it's touched <laughs> these guys are so nice to me after I've been such a dick um so basically we get another narration explaining that like his his ability renders himself and anything he believes to belong to him unseen. In the previous loop, uh, loop that was the extent of Sean's unseen ability. In the current loop, he was able to expand upon this ability likely because of his childhood memories that have faded into obscurity. Retcon. Retcon. And, the cool kind though. Yeah. Uh, and we get a little quick touching little flashback moment with his dad. Um, and uh, he's like, uh, you know, he was uh, asking him, he was like, hey, did it ever bother you that you never really got any like big roles? And he's like, why would it bother me? He's like, oh, you know, because the leads always get the attention. He's like, uh, you know, uh, whenever I see a lead actor get praise for their role, I feel as happy as they were pra- praising me. He's like, why? He's like, well, why? <laughs> Why? He's like, maybe be- your being born was enough to change my perspective. And uh, yeah, Sean has a little breakthrough here as uh, the two page spread that closes out the chapter is him basically having turned Fuko unseen. And uh, Fuko manages to, I guess, give him a fucking full form tackle to the back uh, to Creed. Um, and uh, the narration explains that he can make any ally he touches unseen as well. And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think about Undead Unlocked chapter 149? Um, I thought this was a pretty okay chapter up until the very end where they started talking about um, Unseen's, I guess, backstory. And damn, man, like... It, I was prepared for this to be a really mediocre, I guess, kind of afterthought uh, compared to some of his other characters. But he he did it again with this one when he when they when they uh, I guess when he started talking about his dad and he said how like, yo, like, how could you accept playing all of these side roles and be happy about it? And he was just like, yo, like I after having you, uh, you know, I think I just thought it was touching. Like mm-hmm. he said, like, I'm. You know, you're the star of my life, and I'm and I'm okay with being a secondary character because you know he loves his kid. Yeah, and I thought that was really sweet, and I thought it also made it wasn't just cheesy. It makes a lot of sense. That's why it's like you know, people. Not everyone wants to or has to be like a fucking superstar, or you know what I'm saying, even mm-hmm. a leader or something like that. Like we're just. Everyone has a role they could play. And, you know, I think people learn humility when they have, you know, something that, how do I put it? It's not that a child makes you humble, but a child makes you 
kind of respect life so much more. So you respect your kid's life and you, I feel like it makes you respect life around you as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so that was touching. It was nice. And uh, he is carrying the toy for his dad. And that's lit. Yeah. I really, really like that. Um, Man, like I said, un- undercreases um, situation is really niche and funny. But whatever. I'm not going to linger on it again. Yeah. Those are the, those are the thoughts I had. Um, this is my second favorite chapter of the week, actually. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like um, Tozuka, I think his name is the author for this. Yeah, Tozuka has a real gift uh-huh. of just, like, really familiarizing our, uh, his audience with characters that have been in the story for, like, two seconds. <laughs> He's really good at just building, like, full backstories for them and uh mm-hmm. you know making us care you know and uh it's 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 pretty sweet uh it's a really good skill to have to be honest because unseen even in the previous loop was like not really a factor um i think he was like a one-off antagonist for a minute and then he dies right i, I actually don't remember his character at all but now he's just kind of an integral member of the crew and he's got his like personality and you know so much of him is established in this one chapter uh, that is honestly kind of impressive uh, just to see, you know, how, how someone can weave a, a character this quickly and make us like kind of invested in him. Um, yeah, man, he's got a gift for it. Yeah. He's, he's really good at it. Um, but yeah, this, this backstory is really cool. I, I also wasn't expecting much of this and, you know, I, I'm not going to go, uh, so far as to say that Unseen is like my favorite character or nothing, but he did a really good job establishing this kid and making him like really relatable and interesting. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to see where this character goes. Uh, and this is kind of like the thing that we hoped, you know, Undead and Luck would be because of just like the multitude of characters that the series has always had. Uh, you know, just get like mining interesting character moments. Uh, out of a big ensemble cast, and we're finally getting that in a really big degree that uh, we didn't get in the previous loop as much. Uh, so, I'd love to interview him one day and ask, like, was this always part of the plan? Yeah, I still maintain that, like, probably some things had to be accelerated in this story, uh, for the sake of you know, yeah, you know, keeping. But in. this was always the end goal, right? I mean, I think yes. ever since they introduced the idea of loops in general. Yeah. That it was always a possibility. I just didn't think they'd actually, they'd actually go through with it. Yeah. I mean, it's an, it's definitely an interesting way, place to take your story, basically reset it from the beginning, uh, for everybody, but one really. Um, so yeah, I, I yeah, I, I really appreciate, um, what Undead and Luck is doing here. And it's, uh, it's really, really damn good. Um, I'm excited for its success and uh, make no mistake Undead Unluck is successful um, it's got an anime coming up at some point uh, which I'm excited to see and support you know it's a, it's a really uh, of the new new gen because I think like we've had a class of new gen which is like My Hero and Black Clover and Jujutsu Kaisen and the class after that you know with Undead Unluck and maybe Sakamoto mm-hmm. and Mashal you know, um, 
those it's good to see that there's still like great manga out there you know yeah they are uh but that's all i gotta say not about spy x family oh say it again not spy x family oh yeah i mean i'm not gonna make any harsh determinations on that i thought it was okay, no, it's okay. you could I'll, I'll shoulder that burn <laughs> you always shoulder that burn uh all right but that's all i gotta really say about this uh this chapter uh great chapter overall uh any rebuttals josh nope all right well let's bring this home Thank you guys so much for listening and for uh, being patient with us here uh, for a week. Uh, I swear, this is probably like the second week. Like last week was probably the second week we ever missed. So we don't, we try not to do that very often. Uh, and uh, we're glad that you stuck with us if you did. Um, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, support my other podcast, uh, This Weekly. It's coming out now. We're in week three of 10. So uh, check us out there. Up, yo. Huh? I said it's ramping up with Tom Marlboro. Yeah. Uh, episode four is honestly uh, pretty exciting. So I, I kind of want you, uh, if you guys want to support that, please do. Uh, the next episode is uh, something else. <laughs> I'm actually really right. excited about it. Uh, you can find Josh at, G, uh, at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram at New Gym City Josh on Twitter. Uh, Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow him where he's streaming at twitch.tv slash it's punchline email the show at new city uh at gmail.com uh with any questions suggestions anything you guys want us to talk about or comment on the youtube please do so uh, we haven't had any uh new content up in a week obviously because of uh my computer going down so i'm afraid uh the algorithm might hate us so if you have time and uh you want to support the show please uh, drop a like and a, and a share and a comment subscribe if you're not subscribed onto the youtube that would be super sweet uh if you prefer audio podcasts then uh no skin off my bones subscribe here spotify itunes uh google podcast apple uh amazon music amazon music uh pandora wherever you listen to podcasts we're pretty much everywhere at this point uh so you know, subscribe, support the show, leave us a five-star review, all, all of the things that you do uh, to help out your favorite content creators. And with that being said, uh, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully fully operational. If not, it'll be just like another one of these, which is fine by me, <laughs> as long as you guys enjoy it. But uh, see you guys next week. Peace out, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>